I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart. It's something that's important to me. I've been studying it since I started grad school. I've already done a podcast on this topic, but it's a really broad topic, and it's one that's really, it's paramount to understanding human interactions. Um, in the first podcast that I did on it, it's called Justice. Um, that's that's the short title of that podcast. It was uh, June 2nd that I did the podcast on justice. You can go back and you can listen to it. A lot of that is about human dignity and about human respect. What I'm going to talk about this week is the more um, parochial idea of fairness in our interactions. I think a lot of times we get hung up on the idea of what is fair. We spend a lot of time analyzing the fairness of things, and we don't understand... What we really mean a lot of times when we say fairness is not getting what I want. And fairness is a much more complex topic than whether or not you get something that you want. So I want to make sure that we break that down and we understand from a negotiation situation what fairness looks like and why I think fair is the four-letter F word in our negotiations. So we have to start with the idea that when we have interactions, we're having interactions because within that interaction, there's some interdependence. That interdependence allows me to gain more than I could gain if I merely did the event or did the work or um, achieved the outcome on my own. So I'm looking for that interdependence. I need that interdependence. I like that interdependence. And it's going to lead me to a greater outcome than I would have gotten on my own. I want you to ponder that for just a second. Even in an interaction that is lopsided, one-sided, etc., I should be able to get a greater outcome than if I didn't have the interaction at all. So if I look at that and I do the fair complaint, well, that's not fair. The outcome that I got, that's not fair. Typically, what I am expressing is displeasure in the way that I've negotiated. Displeasure in the outcome that I agreed to. And a lot of this comes from the base of fear or the base of 
laziness. Oh, do I really want to say that? Wow, that is... I want you to think about this. Boy, I was going to go back and I was going to edit that out. But I want you to think for a minute. When I go into an interaction and I haven't prepared, when I go into an interaction and I don't know what I want, what you want, and I'm just shooting from the hip, and I end up with an outcome that I think I could have done better, better. I think I could have done more. I think I could have gotten an outcome that makes more sense for me. And I make that that's not fair complaint. I want you to realize that's pointed back at you. The person making the fairness complaint very often is the one who should be looked at for that outcome, who should be looked at for that process. Now, fairness comes in a number of different flavors. We have fair outcomes. We have fair process. And both of those are really important. And here's what I want to tell you about those two important aspects of fairness. It is really difficult for you to measure something as fair or not because the standards are so diverse. Your idea of fair and my idea of fair are probably wildly different. So what we have to do is we have to come up with a better measurement. Now, we can measure perceptions of fairness. Do I feel like that's fair? Does it seem fair to me? At the end of it, how do I feel? But that is not measuring inherent fairness. That's measuring the emotional content, my emotional reaction to an outcome, my emotional reaction to a process, right? If I go into my boss's office and we're talking about my annual review and the boss presents me with a raise and I look at that outcome and I'm not happy with it, a lot of times I'm going to come out with the statement that it's not a fair race. This is not fair based on the work that I've put in. That's my perception. That is an emotional reaction to that outcome. Or what if the process to determine the raises went something like this? Hey, we're going to look at whomever was in the office the most, and that person will get the biggest raise. Well, I do a lot of my work out of the office. I do a lot of my work somewhere else. But I still do a lot of work and bring a lot of value to the organization. That process is not fair. Well, that's my perception of it. And I don't know everything that goes into the other side of the calculation. So I tell everyone who I'm training, who I'm teaching, I'm telling you now on this podcast, fair is an invalid measure in our negotiations. Fair doesn't tell me the information that you, it, it doesn't tell me the information 
that I think it does. Fair tells me what my reaction was. Fair tells me what my perception was. It's important to know that. It's important if you are in sales, if you are in marketing, if you are in customer relations, if you're going to continue to negotiate with people, it's important to understand what their perception is of you. And if they perceive the outcome as unfair, if they perceive the process as unfair, it's good to know that. But the more important factor is that it impacts trust. It impacts the relationship. It impacts a lot of things that genuinely matter in the next negotiation. Now, I'm not saying that fairness doesn't matter. But what I'm saying, again, your fairness is not my fairness. So we need to come up with a better measure. We need to come up with a better idea. And I would really like for you out there listening to think about removing this idea of fair from your interactions. It's not a healthy measure because it relies so much on the emotional reaction to an outcome or a process. If I'm in the negotiation and I am focused, laser focused, on maximizing value for all involved, if I am focused on creating gain, if I am focused on creatively solving this negotiation puzzle so that everyone involved can get more, fair is not going to be an issue. If I'm confronted by somebody, if somebody brings it up, if somebody says, well, is this a fair outcome? I'm quick to point to point out to them that that's probably not the measure that we want to look at. Now, I say it in a nice way because another part of fairness is do I treat people with dignity and respect? And actually, that's the most powerful measure of fairness. If I treat people with dignity and respect, the outcome in the process becomes secondary. Not that people don't want their outcome, not that people don't want a fair process, but what it means is that treating people with dignity and respect is more important than the outcome that people receive and the process that they go through to get to it. And this is supported by a lot of research. So I want you thinking about fairness a little bit differently. Think about fairness as how I'm treating people. Think about fairness as, am I creating as much value as possible? Are we then taking that value and making sure that people benefit from that value, not just me? Because if I'm creating a lot of value and then I'm taking all the value, first of all, no one's going to negotiate with me anymore. But if I'm creating a lot of value and I'm making sure that everyone benefits from that value, people are going to continue to come back. So this idea of fairness, man, we're, it's ingrained in us. Think about some of the first words that your toddlers have said, those of you that have toddlers. 
If not, think about first words that you said, first words that I said, first words that your cousins said, your younger siblings. We know it's it's really easy to see how ingrained this is because if you turn the TV off at bedtime, a lot of times the kid is going to claim unfairness. If somebody gets a popsicle and they don't, it's not fair. Think about it. It's ingrained in our culture. It doesn't have to be ingrained in our negotiations. When people say something's not fair, they are assuming differential treatment from others involved. We have to remember that. If I'm treating people consistently, if I'm treating people with some transparency so that they know how that treatment is coming about, consistency and transparency will fix a lot of this. It will also allow you to build trust. And that cry of it's not fair, not only does it come from, well, I've probably done something that I shouldn't have, but it also comes from a place that, a place that honestly doesn't have trust. Doesn't have trust in the relationship, doesn't have trust in the other parties, doesn't have trust in what's going on. And for whatever reason, the trust is broken, trust needs to be repaired, the trust needs to be built. We, I do, it can come from a number of different areas. But that idea of fairness speaks to the level of trust that's involved. We want to make sure that we're building relationships with trust that we're treating people with dignity and respect, that we're keeping clear, transparent, consistent processes, and outcomes that make sense, outcomes that are maximized. That's going to get rid of this idea of fairness. That's going to get rid of the idea of unfairness, actually. And as, as long as the idea of unfairness is gone, the idea of fairness won't come up. People won't think to hold something up to a standard of fairness if they're achieving an outcome, if they're going through a process that is positive for them. So this topic has been on my mind because in this current era of pandemic and COVID, we're doing a lot to accommodate people. And when we make accommodations, a lot of times people make greater and greater demands on those accommodations. And now when we tell people to wear a mask, there's a cry of unfairness. And when we say certain businesses can open and other businesses can't, there's a cry of unfairness. And Part of it comes from people in fear, in fear of their lifestyle, in fear of their livelihood. But part of it also comes from lack of 
communication, lack of transparency and consistency in the message that we're getting about what's going on in the pandemic. And so what I'm saying is, when you're faced with a situation where someone cries unfairness, and it's not a situation where people are being treated differentially, in a situation of true unfairness, absolutely remedy it. But I'm talking about a situation where people cry unfairness when there is just no evidence of unfairness, no differential treatment. Have some grace. Do some explanation. Be transparent about what's going on. In our negotiations, that's going to go far. That's going to really push us down that path so that we can all get more. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at meyernegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.